Chapter Twelve of Lyrical Ballads, seventeen ninety eight, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Verity Kendall. The Thorn. One. There is a thorn. It looks so old. In truth, you'd find it hard to say how it could ever have been young. It looks so old and grey, not higher than a two years child. It stands erect. This aged thorn. No leaves it has, no thorny points. It is a mass of knotted joints, a wretched thing forlorn. It stands erect, and like a stone, with lichens it is overgrown. 2. Like rock or stone it is o'ergrown, with lichens to the very top, and hung with heavy tufts of moss, a melancholy crop. Up from the earth these mosses creep, and this poor thorn they clasp it round, so close you'd say that they were bent, with plain and manifest intent, to drag it to the ground and all have joined in one endeavour to bury this poor thorn for ever three high on a mountain's highest ridge where oft the stormy winter gale cuts like a scythe while through the clouds it sweeps from vale to vale not five yards from this mountain pass this thorn you on your left espy and to the left three yards beyond you see a little muddy pond of water never dry i've measured it from side to side tis three feet long and two feet wide four and close beside this aged thorn there is a fresh and lovely sight a beauteous heap a hill of moss just half a foot in height all lovely colours there you see or colours that were ever seen and mossy network too is there as if by hand of lady fair the work had woven been and cups the darlings of the eye so deep is their vermilion dye five ah me what lovely tints are there of olive green and scarlet bright in spikes in branches and in stars green red and pearly white this heap of earth o'ergrown with moss which close beside the thorn you see so fresh in all its beauteous dyes is like an infant's grave in size as like as like can be but never never anywhere an infant's grave was half so fair six now would you see this aged thorn this pond and beauteous hill of moss you must take care and choose your time the mountain when to cross for oft there sits between the heap that's like an infant's grave in size and that same pond of which i spoke a woman in a scarlet cloak and to herself she cries o oh misery o oh misery o oh woe is me o oh misery seven at all times of the day and night this wretched woman thither goes and she is known to every star and every wind that blows and there beside the thorn she sits when the blue daylight's in the skies and when the whirlwind's on the hill or frosty air is keen and still and to herself she cries o oh misery o oh misery o oh woe is me o oh misery eight now wherefore thus by day or night in rain in tempest and in snow thus to the dreary mountain top does this poor woman go and why sits she beside the thorn when the blue daylight's in the sky or when the whirlwind's on the hill or the frosty air is keen and still and wherefore does she cry oh wherefore wherefore tell me why does she repeat that doleful cry nine i cannot tell i wish i could for the true reason no one knows but if you'd gladly follow the spot the spot to which she goes the heap that's like an infant's grave the pond and thorn so old and grey pass by her door tis seldom shut and if you see her in her hut then to the spot away i never heard of such a dare approach the spot when she is there ten but wherefore to the mountain top can this unhappy woman go whatever star is in the skies whatever wind may blow 
nay rack your brain tis all in vain i'll tell you everything i know but to the thorn and to the pond which is a little step beyond i wish that you would go perhaps when you are at the place you something of her tale may trace eleven i'll give you the best help i can before you up the mountain go up to the dreary mountain top i'll tell you all i know tis now some two-and-twenty years since she her name is martha ray gave with a maiden's true good will her company to stephen hill and she was blithe and gay and she was happy happy still whene'er she thought of stephen hill twelve and they had fixed the wedding day the morning that must wed them both but stephen to another maid had sworn another oath and with this other maiden to church unthinking stephen went poor martha on that woeful day a cruel cruel fire they say into her bones was sent it dried her body like a cinder and almost turned her brain to tinder thirteen they say full six months after this while yet the summer leaves were green she to the mountain-top would go and there was often seen tis said a child was in her womb as now to any eye was plain she was with the child and she was mad yet often she was sober sad from her exceeding pain oh me ten thousand times i'd rather that he had died that cruel father sixteen sad case for such a brain to hold communion with a stirring child sad case as you may think for one who had a brain so wild last christmas when we talked of this old father simpson did maintain that in her womb the infant wrought about its mother's heart and brought her senses back again and when at last her time drew near her looks were calm her senses clear fifteen no more i know i wish i did and i would tell it all to you for what became of this poor child there's none that ever knew and if a child was born or no there's no one that could ever tell and if twas born alive or dead there's no one knows as i have said but some remember well that martha ray about this time would up the mountain often climb sixteen and all that winter when at night the wind blew from the mountain peak twas worth your while though in the dark the churchyard path to seek for many a time and oft were heard cries coming from the mountain head some plainly living voices were and others i've heard many swear were voices of the dead i cannot think whatever they say they had to do with martha ray seventeen but that she goes to this old thorn the thorn which i have described to you and there sits in a scarlet cloak i will be sworn is true for one day with my telescope to view the ocean wide and bright when to this country first i came ere i had heard of martha's name i climbed to the mountain's height a storm came on and i could see no object higher than my knee eighteen twas mist and rain and storm and rain no screen no fence could i discover and then the wind in faith it was a wind full ten times over i looked around i thought i saw a jutting crag and oft i ran head foremost through the driving rain the shelter of the crag to gain and as i am a man instead of a jutting crag i found a woman seated on the ground nineteen i did not speak i saw her face her face it was enough for me i turned about and heard her cry o oh, misery o oh, misery and there she sits until the moon through half the clear blue sky will go and when the little breezes make the waters of the pond to shake as all the country know she shudders and you hear her cry o oh, misery o oh, misery twenty but what's the thorn and what's the pond and what's the hill of moss to her and what's the creeping breeze that comes this little pond to stir i cannot tell but some will say she hanged her baby on the tree some say she drowned it in the pond which is a little step beyond but all and each agree the little babe was buried there beneath the hill of moss so fair twenty one 
I've heard the scarlet moss is red with drops of that poor infant's blood. But kill a newborn infant thus? I do not think she could. Some say if to the pond you go, and fix on it a steady view, the shadow of a baby trace, a baby in a baby's face, and that it looks at you, whene'er you look at it, it is plain, the baby looks at you again. 22. And some had sworn an oath that she should be to public justice brought, and for the little infant's bones with spades they would have sought. But then the beauteous hill of moss before their eyes began to stir, and for fifty yards around the grass it shook upon the ground. But all do still aver the little babe is buried there beneath the hill of moss so fair. 23. I cannot tell how this may be, but plain it is the thorn is bound with heavy tufts of moss that strive to drag it to the ground. And this I know for many a time, when she was on the mountain high, by day and in the silent night, when all the stars shone clear and bright, that I have heard her cry, O oh misery, O oh misery, O oh woe is me, O oh misery! End of the thorn. Recording by Verity Kendall.